Hello, Govs Nation. You're listening to the PCAST, sponsored by the Flats Off Madison Apartments. No expense was spared in the recent multi-million dollar renovation to provide the Flats Off Madison residents with premium finishes and the latest technological amenities. The Flats Off Madison offered beautiful one- and two-bedroom apartments in a smoke-free community. Stop by today or call a leasing agent at 931-538-3257 to make the Flats Off Madison your new home. I am Casey Krieger. He is Alex Allen. Welcome to the nation's top-ranked Austin P podcast, a podcast that is no longer as excited about the Ryder Cup as we were a mere 12 hours ago before we went to bed. Alex, how are you now? Good, and you? Oh, I've been better. Why is that? It's bad. The Ryder Cup's bad. It's, it's almost, and I, I say almost because it's almost virtually impossible to mismanage this lineup. Fair. It is the greatest, not the greatest collection of American golfers because a lot of the live guys didn't get considered. Regardless, the worst American golfer on this team is better than like the third worst European golfer on this team. We are better than them. They've got some really good players at the top. So do we. They're better. We're, we're one through 12. We are a better team. Uh, there's some guys you wish were there that are on the live tour. They're not. Whatever. Regardless, uh, while we were sleeping last night, Zach Johnson let Europe go up four to nothing. Four to nothing in the Friday morning foursome session. Dang. They won all four matches. Uh, no team has ever got swept in the first round and come back and won, or the first session come back and win. So okay, Friday afternoon four ball. Let's get back into it. Let's let's win some matches. Uh, no, we tie in three and lose one. We're now down six and a half to one and a half. Not great, Bob. Zach Johnson should be tried for treason. He has Brooks Kepka, Justin Thomas. Jordan Spieth on his team. You know how many of those three played in the first session? Zero. That's 11 major championships. 11. Send Brian Harmon out there. That makes a lot of sense. Send the rookies out there. What are we doing? Apparently treason. You can't <laughs> win this if you don't play well in the first session. If you want to rest the big dogs, rest them in the afternoon on Friday or rest them on Saturday before the Sunday singles. You cannot rest them in the first session. You have to go out and score points. They didn't. And then, and then. And then. That traitor, Benedict Arnold, Zach <laughs> Benedict Arnold Johnson, drops this little line in his post-game presser. Despite the scoreboard, I'm still really proud of what they've done. Heck what yeah. was he watching? Apparently they not win, that. They didn't win a match. They did not outright win a single match. Yeah. They got dog walked. But we're proud of the fight. They got worked. They they went out there and had fun. I said before this started, I told my dad, I told my friend Sala, I said, Europe's favorite in all four of these first four matches. Mm -hmm. Because the lineups, what were we doing? Yeah. It's insane. It's insane that you don't send Jordan and JT out there in the first group with Brooks right behind him. Just mind-boggling at how bad Zach Johnson has been at this. He has had two years to prepare for this. Mm -hmm. He barely plays anymore. He's had two years to craft this lineup. Nothing. I'm upset. I can tell. I'm really upset. We haven't won in Europe since 1993. Guess what? We can say that again in four years because we're not doing it this year. That's fair. Zach Johnson should never be allowed to work with USA Golf again. This is it's just it's the worst management of an incredible golf team I've ever seen. Based on that, I guess pull I the plug. Don't play the Saturday matches. Don't play the Sunday singles. Get the boys home. Fire Zach Johnson for whatever. It's, you can't even really fire him. Name Tiger the captain on Sunday instead of playing the singles matches. We're on to Beth Page in <laughs> twenty-five. 
If go. Tiger's not the captain, I will go ballistic. Fair. There's only one person that can captain this team at Beth Page. Tiger Woods. The boy, Tiger should be the captain of the United States Ryder Cup team until the moment he decides he doesn't want to do it. If Tiger wants to do the next 15 Ryder Cups, yes, sir, Mr. Woods. Whatever you say, Whatever boss. Whatever you say, Tiger. It's up. That's that's what should happen. Zach Johnson should be tried for treason to the full extent of the law. Well, maybe he will be. You and never know. Regardless, that's enough of that rant. Let's talk about some Austin P. Women's tennis. I'm sure they didn't do anything that bad. No. I mean, honestly, so they opened their uh, fall season over the weekend. It's a Friday through Sunday, the APSU fall tournament. They played pretty well. Picked up seven wins each day. It was a it's 14 total. Three days. 21 total. 21 total. That is that is how it works. They got uh, more wins today than the European golf team. Yeah, they did. So we're the best in the world, right? That's what I'm that's what I'm hearing. Um, so the way that the, that, that this tournament works, it's called like it's called like a, a hidden duel essentially. So you're playing dual styled matches. Um, we did that all three days of the tournament. Play teams like Chattanooga, played Southeast Missouri, uh, Alabama, Birmingham. Cumberland, stuff like that. So you pick up 21 combined victories, eight in doubles, 13 in singles. It was a good showing. Um, Coach uh, Cerbella Morrison, you know, mix up the lineups as you do in the fall because you're trying to figure out what you got. And overall, I think the team played well. The players that you knew would come out there and play well, like Yana Leader, Denise Torrealba, Yuha Chang, uh, they all played well. There's a couple of players that I was really impressed with, like Azia Fontana. Um, she had a couple of double bagels, six zero six zero. Go for a bagel. I could go for a bagel too. I'm not gonna lie. But um, and then Luca Bolin, our lone freshman, I thought she played pretty well. It's just one of those things that you come out of the tournament and you're like, I feel good. Like we know this women's tennis team's good. We know they're gonna be in contention for an A Sun title in the spring. So to come out there after a couple weeks of practice, go go out and just essentially dominate the tournament you just like to see it we love we love that yeah another team that dominated let's talk about some women's golf also be women's golf was out there just snatching souls i don't even know what else to say it was crazy it was one i don't know if it's the biggest win in program history but i feel like it probably has to be i mean it was what 28 31 shots they win the home tournament for the first time since 2015, the last time they won it, Jessica Cathy was the individual champion. Jessica Cathy is now Jessica Combs, who is the head women's golf coach at Austin P and just won this tournament again. So, Govs shoot a 1 under 863 for the tournament. That beats second place North Alabama, who went 894, 31 shots. Alex, 31. That's pretty good. Not only did one Gov win the tournament, we got two? Two Govs won the tournament. Erica Scott, Katie Foshog, co-individual medals. We did not need to do a playoff with two Govs winning. What's the point? Uh, they were basically – I think they were six shots clear. No, four shots. They finished four shots clear of the field. Uh, Butler's Kelly Sheck made a little run uh, late in the day on Tuesday, but Scott and Foshog went – Scott went 66, 72, 73. Foshog went 68, 69, 211. Uh, basically, if there was a record for the APSU intercollegiate, we broke it. Oh, shattered. Team 18, Team 36, Team 54, Individual 18, Erica got that one. Individual 36, Katie got that one. And uh, Individual Tournament, obviously, they tied, so they both got that one. 
uh, the team record we broke by like 24 shots. The team to score tournament score for the Austin Peay Intercollegiate. Dang. Yeah, not not bad. I mean, this team just breaks records every time they go on the golf course. Yeah, it's just kind of what they do. They they win and break records. Um, no surprise, Scott and Foshock shared tournament championship honors. They're they're the co Sun golfers of the week. Yeah, um, easily. They actually shared it with a girl from Lipscomb as well. She won her tournament. I'm not sure where they played, so tough to pick a winner when you've got three people that all won tournaments. Right. But uh, got ours, so that's what matters. So between our two players, who gets to take home the trophy? Uh, well, we had one trophy, obviously. And right. I imagine they'll order a second one. That's fair. Or they'll just leave it in the team <laughs> office. I, I, my guess is they'll order a second one. Why wouldn't you order probably a second get that. one? It's a... Uh, it was it was impressive because there was never any doubt that they were go- like after the first round they're up like fifteen shots already. Yeah, trying to remember where everybody else finished. Uh, freshman Julian Breedlove, she finished in fourth. She shot a two seventeen. Kaylee Campbell is in twelfth. Maggie Glass, air quotes worst golfer in the lineup, t fifteen. Yeah, we'll take that. Yeah, like I said, air quotes on worst. Abby Herzl, the the freshman, plays an individual. She finished eleventh after a. She was a little, a little bit of a slow start in her first tournament last weekend. Uh, no worries. She goes and finishes 11th in her second one. And then Autumn Spencer went T20. That's the best finish of her career as an individual as well to round out things for the old governors. Yeah. Pretty good. Just a great weekend. Pretty pretty good. It wasn't a weekend. It was Monday and Tuesday. Oh, week, weekdays. Yes. Sorry. Yes. Golf, golf, college golf's Monday and Tuesday because I imagine that's the easiest day to get the course. Fair. Courses aren't making as much money on Mondays and Tuesdays. They can't really rent out Saturdays. Yeah. It's when, uh, you know. Everybody's there. Yeah, everybody wants to get out there and play, which is what I'll be doing next week on the bye week. There you go. Going to Dallas, going to play some golf with the boys. Sounds like fun. We just booked the first of the tee times. Anywho. What's next? Well. You're the person that talks about the soccer team, so that's what the list says. Let's talk about soccer. Um, so, overall, it was a little bit of a weird weekend for the Govs. Uh, they dropped over the weekend on Sunday. They dropped their second of two matches in Florida. I mean, that was a North Florida team. It was mean, a big win to start the week in Florida, though. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if we had already talked about it or not. Uh, we the, did not. The Jacksonville match. So the Govs started last week with a 3-2 win against Jacksonville. It was the program's first win in Florida. Had three Ooh. different goal scorers. Anaya Mack nets her fifth of the year. I mean, she's second in the A-Sun in goals right now. I mean, she leads freshman. Not bad. It's not bad at all. And, I mean, if she keeps it going throughout the last handful of matches, I mean, she, she might break the freshman goal scoring record. I mean, she'll at least get in the top three, I think. Because number two, I believe, is Mackenzie Whittinghill, who had nine. Yes. So Max got five. Got a couple matches that I think we might should be able to uh, pick up a couple of you know multi-goal games. But so the Govs have or pick up that three-two victory. Alana Owens nets her first of the, her career. Anaya scores hers. Cassidy Shank nets her second of the season. Uh, overall, just good showing. Uh, Jacksonville kept on battling back. There was a lot of times in it when I was like, okay, you know we're We've got this one, and then Jacksonville just puts together some kind of play. They, they score to make it a one-goal game, but Govs hold on, pick up the 3-2 win. After that, like I was saying earlier, uh, they dropped a 3-0 decision against North Florida. 
that's a North Florida team that when they're on, I think they could win the ASON. Uh, they've got a really good forward, a couple of awesome uh, midfielders. They go out there, they score a pair of goals really early. Uh, they take a 3-0 lead in the 19th minute. Um, played them well in the second half, just couldn't find in the back of the net, so he dropped that one. And then yesterday, Thursday. What, what happened? What? With five yellows. It was aggressive. Obviously, there was um, five was, yellows. There was a lot going on. There was two of them match. at the exact same time, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Were you there for that? No, I was not. I just saw the stats. That's why I want to know what happened. And yeah. then, obviously, one more happened 52 seconds later. Yeah. So, you could tell from the opening kick that this would be a very aggressive game. I think... Very oh, physical? Physical, aggressive, tomato, tomato at this point. Um, we were, like, at some point, you know, the refs would let us play a little bit. Um, and then, you know, something just get a little bit excessive. They'd, ca- they'd card them. Uh, but the last 10 minutes of that game, so Central Arkansas uh, scores to make it a 2-1 lead. And... A couple minutes later, uh, one of our players and one of the Central Arkansas players get kind of tangled up. They both go to the ground. Ref says, no, ma'am, cards both of them. And then Central Ar- Central Arkansas had another card in, like, I want to say it was, like, the 90th minute. It's 52 seconds later. Yeah. I mean, it, it was insane. I mean, what they were the last one for. I honestly don't remember. Because <laughs> at, at that point, like, I was sitting there trying to make sure, like, in stats I had the right I mean, players. Was the old girl throwing bows, or was she talking? Well, well on the, so on the one that both teams got carded, it kind of like a suplex. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was, they go down to the ground, and they're not, like, throwing punches, of course, but they're right there. I mean, we're, we're one. They, we're, we're moments away. And, and the thing that sucks about it is it's like to the left of Central Arkansas's bench, which is to the left of us. So I'm sitting there. Central Arkansas's entire team is standing right on the sideline. So I can't see anything. And then Kyle, our facilities guy, who's also my roommate, was just like, oh, my gosh. And I was like, what? And he's like, we're about to get a couple cards. Or like, there's about to be a couple cards on the field. And um, I was kind of confused at first because he goes – our player just tackled this girl to the ground. Um, we're going we're gonna to get a yellow card. And the next thing I know, we have a free kick. And I'm like, that's not how this works. And then I'm talking to the refs after the match and, like, checking uh, cards and stuff like that. And they're like, yeah, there were two yellow cards at the same time, but their girl, their girl fouled y'all first, which gave you the free kick. And then your girl went at her. Conduct, <laughs> offsetting penalties, replay third down. Pretty freaking much. And – it, it was a lot. I mean, it was. There's nothing better than when your team gets an unsportsmanlike and the other team gets one too, so it's offsetting and it doesn't it even just matter. It doesn't even count. It's just it's the best feeling ever because you're just like, oh, man. Here and goes, I'm sitting there, I'm like, here comes 15. <laughs> and, like, I originally like, gave the card to our player, and I'm like, oh, wait, we have a free kick. i got to change this. So I ended up not inserting that, that second-to-last yellow card until after the match was over. But was just so. But the thing is, is that, like, you know, um, Central Arkansas, um, you know, they they scored. They scored first. Um, they scored really early in that second half. And then act- actually, let me correct myself from earlier, they extended their lead on a uh, own goal by us. It was, it was a really weird shot. So they go up 2-0. 
we answer back. Hannah's on. That's her first goal as a Gov, second of her career. And then, you know, we're we're playing with energy. We're playing with intensity and stuff like that. And, um, you know, we're just trying to score and being aggressive in our attack. You know, we have a couple extra forwards. Um, but, yeah, I just – it was fun, though. To the volleyball court. To the volleyball How about that nice new court? It is a beautiful court. Yeah, it looks great. It's a good, like, Terraflex surface. Um, it's uh, similar to what Western Kentucky has and a lot of the Power 5 teams. And Shout out to Maddie for going up in the catwalk to get some photos of it. Yeah, her and Cole were up there. Yeah, don't give, Cole doesn't get a shout-out. Shout-out to Cole, actually. Whatever the opposite of a shout-out is to Cole. Um, but now talking about volleyball, it's another weird weekend for them. So they go, uh, they open Atlantic Sun Conference play at North Alabama. Yeah, swept by a team they probably shouldn't have got swept by. Yeah, and on paper, I think North Alabama was the better team going into it. You definitely don't want to get swept in a match like that. But they kind of just had our number, held us low in points each set, held us to a really low uh, attack percentage. But then you come back and you beat Central Arkansas. who's kind of been a thorn in our side recently. Uh, we sweep them. Have a really good game across the board. Pick up a lot of convincing sets. Uh, really fun match to watch. And then we play Lipscomb on the new court on Wednesday. First game on the new court. Yep. Uh, Lipscomb comes away with a 3-1 win. Looked really good in that first set. And just ended up dropping the next three. But, yeah. I mean, you're three matches in the A-Sun play. Got a lot of time left. I think you learned a lot from that Lipscomb match. Uh, so you take that. You know, Govs are back or Govs are in the done for their next three matches. So, in contrast to that volleyball match, the football team did not start hot. No, it was uh, pretty. I think we swapped punch to start the game. Steve Austin goes down and scores, uh, make it seven nothing. We actually got on the board right after that uh, first play after their touchdown, a seventy-eight yard little pop pass, Trey Goodman. Hit him with a little stutter and go behind mm-hmm. the secondary. Nobody, no safety help. Yeah. See ya. 78 yards, you know, throw it to Trey. Let him do 65 yards of work. Uh, after that, it was a Stephen F. Austin touchdown, a Stephen F. Austin field goal, and a Stephen F. Austin field goal that had to score at 20-7 to 7 with about 20 seconds left in the third quarter. Yeah. Not going well. No. Mike's not throwing the ball well. Shoulder got a little banged up. He's He's all right. He's going to be fine, especially with the bye week coming up next week. He'll feel a lot better if he gets another win. Right. Uh, but a little banged up, just couldn't throw it like we wanted to, so couldn't get the offense going early. Nothing was working. Punt, punt, just nothing. Sedarius Doss safes today. That he does. Brian Mauer's trying to hit a tight end on a little crosser. Uh, I mean, he throws it absolutely nowhere close to big old number 87. He, we didn't know who he was throwing because there was another receiver running down the sideline. Like, is he just does he just like severely underthrow that guy, or did he super underthrow overthrow this guy? Right. And, and we we decided on finally he was trying to hit the tight end coming across, uh, right into Sedarius Doss's hands, twenty yards untouched to the end zone, six points. All of a sudden it's twenty fourteen. Mm-hmm. So you're feeling pretty good. Twenty fourteen, you got twelve minutes of the game left. You're feeling good. Feeling good, right? I mean, you know, you've got way more than 20. you got 15 minutes left. Let's start, yeah. start the fourth quarter. Uh, Stan Faustin comes out. First play from scrimmage. Nothing happens. Second play, they try and go deep down the sideline. Closest to me, uh, they go one-on-one, try and throw a jump ball, kind of. And uh, who wins that jump ball? Sedarius Doss. Sedarius Doss wins it. Three plays, 
three offensive plays, two interceptions, turn the game around. That second pick sets up a, I think it was like a seven-play, 66-yard drive. Javon Jackson carried the ball like for all of those yards. Uh, most impressive play, aside from Sedarius Doss winning the jump ball, five foot eight. that dude plays a lot bigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, third and goal, holding on friend of the podcast, Chandler Curtin. Just back it up. Yep. Third and goal from the 24. Okay. What's what's your play call? Third and goal from the 24. I mean, there's not a good one. No, there's not. I mean, I think I think your best bet. You got to run the touchdown play. Yeah. So what do they do? I don't know if it's zone, trap, draw, whatever you want to call it. Javon Jackson, uh, shout out to the O line, got him a hole. Javon, th- I mean, gets to the secondary. No safety or DB wants to see that man in the fourth quarter. Yeah. He goes. I think a safety. I think a, like a safety dove at his legs. No chance. He kind of shoved off another corner. Dive into the end zone. They weren't tackling him once he got to the second level. Ties the game. Steve or goes get the ball back after they tie the game. March down the field. Go like ninety something yards. Mm-hmm. Get the ball fourth and goal. Go for it. Stick in the field goal. Don't get it. Turf was slick. It was slick the whole game. Yeah. And it came back to bite everybody because we slip on fourth and goal. They get the ball on the one. What does our first play from scrimmage do? Backed up on the goal line. Running back. A lot of people are saying, oh, he just slipped. He just tried to cut and slipped. No, he, he tried to cut because Gardy Paul and Travis Bates mm-hmm. blew that offensive line I out. I mean, they, they found every gap in that right side of the There's offensive a, line. If you watch the video, Gardy's got the center on his right shoulder. He's got the guard on his left shoulder, and he is just moving them both <laughs> out of the way to get into the backfield. Travis Bates blew up a tackle. He cut because he saw the Govs coming through the line. That's why he fell. There's no tackle credit on that safety, but the Govs deserved one. Yep. And uh, that safety's the difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that ended up being the game-winning points. Steve Austin got the ball back. They they got it back close to midfield. They had a fourth down, but they couldn't kick a field goal from where they were at, so they had to go for it. Uh, Tyler Long knocked that thing down for a win. Javon Jackson goes uh, 26 carries for 197 and a touchdown. Trey Goodman led the receivers three catches for 80 and a touchdown. On defense, it was Javon McIver Jr., the corner. Don't see corners leading the team in tackles too often. Yeah. Uh, Javon McIver Jr. had 11 with eight solo stops. Forced a fumble. Obviously, Sedarius Doss had two picks. He had four tackles as well. Two picks and a pick six is Defensive Player of the Week in the conference, obviously. Easily. So, it was uh, – it's – they're going to have to figure something out with the run game because it worked really well, but with C.J. Evans out for the year, there's got to be a way to pace Javon. Yeah. Uh, I know you want Javon. Javon is like Justin Verlander's fastball. It gets better as the game goes on. Mm-hmm. So, you want him to carry the ball late because no one wants to tackle him at that point in the game. But how do you pace him early in the game was my question, and I don't know the answer to that. Um, I mean, you got to do a split backfield. You've got a. There's some freshmen. Maybe you have to run them some. Maybe you get creative with some of those really good receivers. You, you handed the ball to Dre McRae some last year. Why couldn't you do that with somebody else on the team? Yeah, like a Trey Goodman. I mean, we know how fast he is. Trey Goodman, Cam Thomas, Jaden Barnes, all really good athletes, all speed guys. Why can't Why can't we run the Dre McRae runs with them? To just to just to limit some carries for Javon because I mean, 26 is a lot. He can do it, but you you want to space those out. You don't want to. Yeah, exactly. And you got to find some some way to spell them a little. Yeah. And luckily for us too, Mike's a really good runner out of the backfield, so that really helps helps the run game. Cam Thomas had 111 kick return yards too. Did. Had 123 punt return yards the week before. He's the best returner in the country until somebody proves that wrong. I'm all for it. No arguments here. Anything else about the football? I do have something else about the football. Oh. So. You know, you, you called me, I think, as y'all were about to get on the plane, and you're like, hey, can you transcribe Scotty's interview? I'm like, sure. 
I know Scotty's a fiery person. Like, I know that. I've known him since he came here. It was a new level. It was a whole new level. I mean, he was – because, like, you know, when he what was the school that he was at? Um, when he was at East Texas Baptist, they played against Colby Carthel, who's the head coach at Stephen F. Austin, and they got beat 98-20 to 20 and got put on ESPN. They're D, that was D3, Division Three East Texas Baptist against FCS, Stephen F. Austin. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was saying in his postgame, he's like, we kept the receipts. Yeah, we don't. We, don't we remember. Well, Scotty wasn't the only one there. Running backs coach Jordan McNeil was the running back for, for East Texas right. Baptist in that game. So, Scotty and – Scouting coach Mack didn't let that one get away from them. They they did not forget about it. No, they didn't. I mean, he was he was all fired up in that post game. I'm I'm sitting there trying to transcribe because like you know sometimes I'll try to like do it like as they're talking, but I was like I've got to go back and rewind every sentence that he's I wish talking. You could see the locker room. The boys were fired up. Scotty had his shirt. Off. I mean, everybody saw Scotty with his shirt off. Um, we tweeted every single picture of him with the shirt off we could find. He was he was going psycho mode in there. It was awesome. Oh, yeah. The, they were fired up. Big, first ever United Athletic Conference win. Exactly. Sitting right there, top of the conference standings. You know what that says? One and oh. oh. One and oh. And, mean, and it was such a big – like, I understand, you know, the first UAC win, your first in the we conference. We got a lot of like Texas that. connections on this team, so we that would meant a lot exactly. to a lot of people. And it's a big game. I mean, you know – It's the whack champs. Exactly. Like, you're looking at that, you've, you've beaten them. Your only FCS loss is to an SIU team that just keeps on winning. That's going to be like top ten. Oh, with, easily. They had a bye last week, and they probably would have got in. Yeah, and it's like – and then outside of that, you lose to Tennessee. Like, FBS loss. Fine. Like, if we keep this thing going. We also 60-pieced a SOCON team. Exactly. Resume's looking really good right now. Uh, Linwood, you're next. I almost want to feel bad for him. No. Nope. But I don't. I – don't. All right, we'll talk about that uh, that game at Lindenwood and everything else happening this week in a minute. Joining us on the PCAST, we've got redshirt junior infielder Connor Gore from the Alcipi baseball team. Connor, how are you doing this morning? Doing great. Uh, got your coffee from Chick-fil-A. Feeling good now? Of course. All right, so uh, how are classes going to start the semester? I guess we're already way into the semester now. But. Classes are going good. Um I'm trying to graduate in the spring, so I'm taking 16 hours right now. Or yeah, 16 hours. So you're gonna graduate next spring, May. Yeah. So I'm taking a, a lot of classes in the fall, so the spring can be a little bit easier on me. Okay. How close are you to graduating? How many are you gonna be taking in the fall? The minimum, like 12, yeah. 11, 12. Yeah. Nothing crazy. Not too bad, right? Get them, get them out of the way. Are you all online? Or are you in person? Any? All online. I've luckily been able to only been. I think JUCO was the only time I had an in-person class. I've talked about this a lot with people on this podcast now. Like back when I was in school, which was just like five years ago, like there was not, it wasn't even an option to be all online. Yeah. And now all you guys come in here, like, yeah, I haven't been in a classroom in like three years. It's definitely something that is beneficial to an athlete, I think. So you don't ever have to go walk around campus or anything, deal with that? Just no, show just up at the show up at the field and go to the weight room and go to watch some sports, and that's about it. Just do some class online yeah. on your own time. All right, let's talk about baseball. Enid High School, is that how you say it? Enid, yes. Enid High School. So you played for your dad. Dad was a coach, yeah. What was that like? Man, it was awesome. Uh, 
it's something you kind of every kid kind of wants to do and that was my role model growing up so being able to have him as a coach was something that I'll definitely cherish forever and it's kind of cool too because John Littell on our uh, one of our coaches his dad was his coach so okay he, he kind of knows what he kind of he kind of been there in, in those shoes so it was it was cool so there's positives and negatives to that I oh yeah can. yeah there's there's positives there's the you know kind of knowing what the schedule is going to be like and kind of getting the feel for everything but then it's kind of him pushing you a little bit harder than everybody and expecting a little bit more and if you got a bad practice you're going back to yeah sometimes half. you want to break from it yeah and you're riding home with him <laughs> yeah it's going back home and it's like man don't really want to talk so your time at went pretty good oklahoma baseball coach association large west all-state team uh played an all-star all-state game most valuable player at that number three shortstop in oklahoma a perfect game uh, was that a pretty good team? You had a couple of your Austin P teammates on that team, Amber oh, yeah. Wojtek and uh, who Titan Hayes. Yeah, that team was was really good. It was we had a really good bond on that team, and we had some really good players too. It's crazy to see there's still a lot of guys on that team playing college baseball now. So, what was it like when all three of you? Are you I guess you and Amber Amber got here last year, and then Titan comes in this year. What what were you guys all the same age? So me and Titan were the same age. We grew up playing middle school together and stuff. But Amber is a year older than us. Okay, so. But it was – it's crazy to just, you know, kind of be here. And we've always always talked about playing at the next level together. But for it to be here and, you know, like it's just eye-opening and it's kind of special. Sure, it's nice to transfer here and, like, have one familiar face. Oh, yeah. It was Amber – made, Amber made it a lot easier last year. But then, like, there's a lot of Oklahoma kids and then we have a good group. So there wasn't, there wasn't much. Did you play high school ball against any of the other guys that are on the team now? Um, I think – I didn't really play against them, but there were a lot of, like, events that mm-hmm. I played with or against, like, John. I played in a lot of events with John Bay. Uh, I'm trying to think. Maybe Jackie Robinson played against him a little bit, but not not nothing crazy like you'd think. So you and Amber must have been pretty good there. You're both already in the school's Hall of Fame. Yeah. How how do you get – what, you've been out of school for, what, four years? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I mean, Roland likes to bring it up a lot that <laughs> – me him he and Amber, yeah. Me. me him and Amber are the only Hall of Famers on the team. So, he uh, he he. he what Hall of Fame is he in? Uh, the, his high school Hall okay. of Fame. So he he loves to brag about that and always bring it up somehow. <laughs> that sounds about right. All right, so you graduate from Eden High School, you go to Oklahoma State. Your dad was an OSU baseball Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just he got inducted this past year, and that was that was really really cool to see that. I didn't end up getting to go because we were. It was like a weekend before we were about to open up. So it's right in the middle of the season, yeah, right? It was we were inner squad and then he understood and it was just a bad timing, but it was it was awesome to see that. And my uncle went there too and pitched there and got drafted, so it was Okay. So the whole family played at Oklahoma yeah. State and you went there to start your college career. Is that where you kinda always wanted to go play? Yeah, it was like freshman year. This was before anything, but um they offered me, and it was kind of like, man, this is where I've always wanted to go. So talking to Josh and then committed when they offered me the scholarship, and that's kind of where I wanted to go growing up. So you didn't play in your first year at Oklahoma State, but I'm sure that experience there kind of helped you. Oh, yeah. It was college career, that fall playing to get some good talent. Yeah, we had a good team, and it was right after COVID. So there were a lot of guys coming back that didn't really think they were going to come back, and it was cool to kind of get a feel for what it looks like. I don't, I don't know if I was necessarily ready for that yet. You know, just kind of, it was eye opening. Like, man, didn't didn't get to play my senior year. We only played like three or four games, right? And then get there, 
and it was like i need to kind of amp it up a little bit like but um it was it was cool to pick brains from guys that are now playing in the big leagues or going through that grind and still having that connection with them who's on that team so Christian and Canarsie on stream. Yeah, I'm a Reds fan. So Reds. That's what I thought. So he's on there. He was he was like I was at third when I was at OSU. So it was okay. like me and him taking reps and kind of getting to watch that every day. It was you're like, man, this dude's definitely going to be a big league. How far was he hitting balls in college? It was like, have you did you go to the game last year at O'Bray? No, I didn't get to go. Well, there there's like a huge scoreboard out there, and I mean, like every. It was like a home run every every pitch, pretty much in BP. Did you see the one he hit in Cleveland yesterday? Yeah, that big wall. He hit it out there. <laughs> it's like it's like just think of that with like a metal bat. So it's probably like oh yeah, hundred hundred yards more than what he's doing now. But he's a freak. What year was that? That you were there? Was that the year that you guys played Missouri State in that wild regional game, or was that the next year? That was the next year. Because I was going to say we had Dan Merrill who yeah. was on Missouri State. Yeah. We talked about that when we had him on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. it was kind of funny to hear. No, hear that, about that one. My year, they went to uh, we went to Arizona. Okay. They got got beat two games. So, no, it was it was cool just getting the experience and um, kind of getting a feel for what it looks like to be ready to play in that uh, in Division One level. Yeah. So after that first season, actually, hold on. How many of your current teammates did you play with at Oklahoma State? Because I know John Bay was there. John Bay was Garamard there. Was there? Lyle was there. So just so, John. Okay, John was the only one you were mm-hmm. there with. Yeah. Uh, Solomon wasn't there, Lyle or Gmar. That would have been the year after I was there. Okay. So, um, I mean, but getting to know all those guys, it was, it's been cool. All right. So you transferred to Cowley County Community College in Oklahoma, I mm-hmm. imagine. It's in Kansas. It's like, Kansas. It's, okay. it's probably like 10 I didn't, minutes. I didn't, didn't look it up. I figured it was in Oklahoma. <laughs> it's like 10 minutes from the border, Kansas, Oklahoma border. Kansas Jayhawk League's good in just about everything. Oh yeah. We don't have football, but I mean, Cowley's kind of been running that. Uh, conference for a while in baseball 61 games hit 379 with four homers and 50 rbis you go to the uh juco championship right yeah world series grand junction mm-hmm. so you've been in college for two years you've gone to a, a regional and the junior college national championship yeah it was that championship something that i'll never probably forget we hit playing against in front of i want to say eleven thousand people who'd you play uh central arizona okay matthew Arbal's yeah yeah former juco was he, he wasn't. On that he wasn't there. Okay. It, would have, it would have been the year after. But um, no, he. Uh, I mean, that stadium was. I remember they came out with a report and said that that championship game had more than like any regional or super regional uh, like crowd attendance. Yeah, it was packed. Did you play against Walter State any that year? Yeah, we played Walters. They were the one seed, and we played them in the semifinals, and they hadn't been beat, and we run rolled them. What year was that? 21 mm, I'm two. trying to think all my guys at Walters must have been gone by then they were they had a really good team but we just kind of we got beat that first game and we were like man it's it's, it's gonna be tough, tough. Yeah. yeah and we just caught fire and kept hitting and we did good so all right so Roland gets the job at Austin P and now he told me he offered you when you were a freshman in high school and he was at Kentucky yeah that was my first offer when he was at Kentucky and uh, we went up there for a camp in, Les- in Lexington and I just immediately just fell in love with Roland and his energy and everything that he brought. And you could just kind of feel that sense of, like, he truly cares for you as a player and a person. So you're at Cali. Roland gets the job here. And did you know that you, it was, it was, you were coming here? Uh, yeah, he kind of texted me. So I had, like, uh, some other mid-majors, Wichita State, uh, IP – or not IPFW, uh, Incarnate Word in Texas. Yep. And he uh, texted me, like, are we going to do this thing? And I'm like – well, something's up, and he uh, tells me he gets a job, and called me for the first time, and I was like, I got, 
Like, that's my guy. What was that call like? It was special. Um, you know, getting to see he grinded for whatever he's got in his life and just getting to see him finally uh, get the job and show what he can really do as a head coach. It just comes back all in circle of life, full circle, and it was it was a really special call to me because he talked to my parents and it just – I remember him even being at Little Rock and talking, and it was it was a special moment. So you had that call with Roland. You knew a lot of the guys that were coming here already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Amber Amber was the first one to to commit for Roland as a head coach. So he was like he he was on me every day. Like, are we going to do this? Are we going to do this? <laughs> so Amber was the first call for the players, and, and you guys all show up, and now we're the Oklahoma no. Govs. Right? <laughs> That's right. All right, first season here, you played in thirty-one games, twenty-nine starts, five doubles, three homers. Uh, you kind of played a little bit of everywhere in the infield. Second, uh, short, a little bit of, or a lot of first. Yeah. And you said you played third at Oklahoma State. Yeah. You're a shortstop. That's your natural position, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what I played in high school. So, but I just feel like, really, honestly, being able to play anywhere in the infield is going to help you and help the team or just whatever to do to help the team. Have you ever played first before this year? So I played at Cali. I, our first baseman got hurt and. They kind of said, like, hey, we know this is going to kind of hurt you as, like, getting recruited and stuff, but, like, we really need you to play first this, like, last half. So I was like, yeah, I'll do it. I, don't, I mean, I, at that point, we were we were on a hot streak, and we, we just wanted to win, so I didn't really mind playing first. Just trying to win games, yeah. right? Uh, is it – I mean, it's just, it's easy, right? Like, in Moneyball, they're like, yeah, just first. Yeah, place, especially just, for, like, a middle, a middle infielder for- going to first. It's like, man, I could do this all day. It's harder to go the other way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you play any other sports in high school? I didn't. I played football in middle school, but I just kind of – we weren't very good, so I didn't want to take the risk of we're, – we're playing like big – like the biggest schools in Oklahoma, we're playing those those big dogs. And Oh, yeah. My senior year, I think they won one game. We won one game. So, I don't think – I didn't think it was worth it. All right. So, now I've got to pull up my phone and ask the question that Kierce told me. Um, <laughs> I didn't even know what – like type it up. So, I just, just read what he said. He said, I don't have much dirt on him. I know his girlfriend's dad owns a beef jerky company, so he's going to be a beef jerky kingpin one day down the road. <laughs> yeah, so uh, my girlfriend's dad is him and uh, a couple guys took over No Man's Land, okay. beef jerky. And they're doing really good. And, I mean, I come back with about, like in the spring and winter, I'll come back with probably like 150, 200 bags of jerky. So I just spread the love to all the coaches. I, when when I texted Kierce and said, what do you know about Connor Gore? And he came back with beef jerky kingpin. That really <laughs> threw me off. No, they loved, to, they loved to bring it up somehow. What was the uh, first call with Kierce like? What was the first time you ever met him? Because he's, he's different. Oh, he's, 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 an, he's different for sure. But he uh, – no, the first call with him was – you could kind of tell he was kind of done it and understands from a player's perspective, like – just making you want to feel at home and not trying to do too much. And him as a hitting coach last year was awesome too. Just he uh, he really just preached just like be yourself and have clarity. And that was something that from being at Cali, it was we were had like a strict uh, way to do things. And he kind of just let you have clarity there, and it was awesome. It's funny. Here's when he was pitching here. I remember the first time he ever actually got in a game when his back stopped hurting. And then we almost put him at second base because if you ask him, he was the best middle infielder on the team too. Yeah, he loves to uh, during these pitching. Uh, they'll do pitching stuff out there, and he'll act like he's a shorter second baseman. He just loves it out there, and we'll always chirping him a little bit. Oh, he was. I'm telling you, he was on the top step of the dugout about to go play second base, and it didn't happen. <laughs> uh, I'm upset about it, but 
He would have hurt his back even more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, two siblings, right? Two siblings. Cal and Kelsey? Yep. How do you fit in age-wise? So my sister's about four years older than me. Okay. She lives in Enid and has two kids and a great husband. They're actually going to be here this weekend. So, so your uncle Connor? Uncle, yeah. Okay. So I got two, two nieces, and okay. it's awesome. And then my little brother is... He's an eighth grader, so we're about seven years apart. Okay, according to Roland, uh, your brother is a stud. <laughs> he he uh, he's definitely probably the best athlete in the family. It's hard to say that, but better than you and your dad. That's right, and my sister. I think. What'd your sister play? Softball. She was a four-time state champ. <laughs> That's not bad. <laughs> yeah, and she played at UCO, but he uh, Roland's always. I love to show him videos. Him and John Littell just eat it up. Him hitting homers, pimping homers. Like he was like sixth grade, like. 10 years old like hitting homers in the weekend and pimping them like he's got every accessory there is to known to man and he's it, got all the yeah. shields the yeah oh yeah he's got it all yeah he, he loves to uh i'd say he loves to be that guy like just the flashy guy yeah. but he's he works hard so it's it's cool to see him grow up well you already answered my next question i was gonna say who's the best athlete in the family <laughs> you your dad your dad's a college Oklahoma state hall yeah. of famer you're a high school hall of famer but you're giving it to cal yeah i think so all right, what's your uh, what's your major? My major is just general studies. I've been to, so I was gonna do business, but um, been to a couple places. Been to three different. Yeah, they didn't all transfer. I didn't have enough credits to get into business school here, so just general studies. What's the plan after school? The plan is um, try to stay in the game for as long as I can. Honestly, I don't know whether it's gonna be coaching, playing, or doing whatever I can to be around the game. It's just something that. I love to do. Do some baseball stuff, right? Yeah. All right, last question before our rapid-fire question. Why Austin P? Austin P is just something that felt like home, but what really wasn't home. It's it's uh, a special place. We got a good atmosphere around here. We have a good group of guys, great coaching. And just last year, we got a little taste of it with guys um, playing and getting that experience of the Division One level. I think this year is only going to be better. Um Roland, Roland doing a great job with uh, how he how he manages the team and getting the co- we have a the best coaching staff I've ever been around. So just knowing that I didn't I remember telling Roland when we were on the call uh, he was trying to get me to go here. I was like I really I really don't care how the field looks or what it, what the locker rooms like or the cages like I just know you built a great coaching staff and that's kind of what I want to be around. I lied. That's not the last question. I completely forgot to ask you about Pulaski. <laughs> Pulaski, yeah. You spent your summer with the Pulaski River Trail. Yeah, first year in the uh, College Developmental League in the <laughs> Appalachian League. Yeah, John Bay and I actually got done at OSU that freshman year. And they say, hey, we're sending you up to Pulaski, Virginia. So we experienced that together. And it was uh, it was a, it was a, an experience for itself, for sure, just getting to go off way far off we didn't know virginia like kind of skeptical yeah, about what was your it first thought when you googled pulaski virginia and saw what it was uh it was like where are we going we but then we get there and like the first thing you see when you drive into pulaski is a stadium and you're like oh i could do this if we're just gonna be at the field all day i could do this yeah it's not a bad little i mean i've been to a lot of the appalachian league parks when it was a minor league and you got one of the better ones there. Yeah, for sure. You could have got, like I said, you could have got sent to Bluefield, West Virginia. <laughs> yeah. Princeton was, Princeton Princeton's terrible. Yeah. Princeton's bad. Really, really, if you're not going to get sent to like Johnson City, Kingsport, Bristol, Elizabeth, then Pulaski might be the place to be. I think so. All right, you ready for these rapid fire questions? Let's get it. What's your favorite word or saying? Swaggy. Swaggy. What's the last book you read? 
um, Gilgamesh we had it in English. I, I must have the same teacher I had because we <laughs> read that one. Uh, what's your worst habit? Worst habit? Probably. Uh, mm. I, I really don't know. Worst habit. All right, next one. You think you can walk a mile in less than 10 minutes? No. No chance? No chance. All right. Uh, what's one rule in any sport you'd like to change or add? Uh, I would say, I think in high school basketball, there needs to be a shot clock. Correct. That is, that is the correct answer. What app on your phone gets the most use? Probably Snapchat. Okay. What's the last gift you gave somebody? Uh, the coach's beef jerky. Beef jerky. Yeah. Um, if you're casting a movie about yourself, who are you picking to play you? I would say probably. Does it have to go off looks and stuff, or whoever you want? It's your movie. It's about you. Who do you want? Some guys pick their teammates. Some guys pick actors. I would probably say John Bay. He's been he's been in my life probably the most out of like guys that know how I am and stuff. Even John Bay could play yeah. you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what's the most embarrassing song you love? Probably Bad at Love by uh, Hasley. Okay. Uh, if you could go to any concert, who would it be? Mm, no cap. Okay. I don't think we've ever had that one before. <laughs> uh, what is one place in the world you want to visit the most? Turks and Caicos. I just went this summer to uh, oh, it was A+. Plus. A+. Plus. All right. Yeah, I, I yeah you got to get down there. All right. Uh, if you could have any three people over for dinner, who would they be? Michael Jordan. Derek Jeter. Probably the third would be uh, just go Kobe. Jordan, Kobe, Derek Jeter. Yeah. Growing up in Oklahoma, there's not a major league team. There. Yeah. What's your What's your major league team? So my dad's a huge Yankees fan. Okay. So so you're a Jeter guy. It's a Jeter guy for okay. sure. That's well, fine, I guess. <laughs> All right. So this is our newest rapid fire question. Uh, Jordan Goko asked it two podcasts ago, and I liked it so much I added it to the podcast. Let's get it. How would you survive a zombie apocalypse? How would I survive? Um, I think I'd just uh, stock up on ammunition and just fire away. Where are you going? Let me tell you, mm. When I tell you Jordan Goko had this thing planned, planned out, mapped out, oh, yeah, I, has, I could see him. He I, has the playbook. I could see him, just knowing him, he'd he'd have a great idea of what he'd do. I don't know. I'd probably go to like some uh, army base and okay. just where they'd have everything you need to survive. This man said he was t going to the freestanding Dick's Sporting Goods back home in o or in North Carolina <laughs> so that he could cut off the elevator and the escalator, go to the top floor, he'd have a gun rack, and he'd have all the stuff he'd ever need. So he's got a, he's got a, he's got a perfect plan. Oh, I'm going to him if there's ever something. That's what I told my class. Like I said, you just got to go wherever Jordan goes. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, last question, or not the last question. Who or what inspires you? My dad, my family, my mom and my dad. Uh, what advice would you give to your younger self? Um, just never stop working. Last question. This one comes from Mike DeLillo. What are you going to name your first child? First child, boy or girl? He wanted both. Both? All right. So, uh, boy, I think, like, I don't know. I probably, I like the name Brooks. I like uh, Weston. Okay. 
but I would definitely try to incorporate my dad's name and like probably the middle name. Okay. So probably Brooks or Wesson. I really like those two names. And for a girl? Girl is, uh, I don't know. With, with the last name Gore, it's kind of hard to, it's got to be like a, I don't know, maybe Harper. Let's go Harper. I like Harper. Harper Gore? Yeah. Brooks and Weston Gore. Yeah. All right. There you go, Mike. There's the, there's the answer. <laughs> All right. So you actually get to ask a question the next week's guest. Now, what do you want to ask on the next PCAS? Mm. Describe yourself in three words. Three words. Describe yourself. How would you describe yourself in three words? I would say swaggy. Swaggy, obviously. Um, chill and uh, loving. All right. Connor, thank you for taking the time to be on the PCAST. Good luck this fall. Let's get some wins this spring, and we'll be right back after this. Let's do it. I wonder what happened when the stars fall. Trying to boost your rank, don't want to separate. I hope you don't turn, so let me illustrate. I hope I don't lose it, but you know my life like a movie, and I can't forget about it. I'm still on probation, and I hope the people don't search my house, got too many travel. I gave a chance and chance, I gave her my life, but she was just in and out it. So sh- for the rest of them, not treated like anybody. Put that whip up in reverse and bring that bag I'm high, my pockets full, I'm walking around with astronauts. Another big thank you to Connor Gore, the awesome P baseball team, for stopping by for this week's interview. Uh, this week's interview is brought to you by the Flats Off Madison Apartments. Uh, beautiful one and two bedroom apartments. Stop by today or call a leasing agent at 931-538-3257 to make the Flats Off Madison your new home. Alex? Yes, sir. Dumbledore passed away this week. Oh, did he? Yeah, well, I didn't hear the about actor. That. Well, for the second time. Because yeah. uh, are you Harry, you're not a Harry Potter guy, are you? I saw the first one when I was a kid, and I didn't like it. So... The first first movie and the second movie, Richard Harris played Dumbledore. He passed away, so Michael Gambon filled in, who is also Gandalf, who plays a very similar wizardy mm-hmm. character in yeah. Lord of the Rings. I haven't seen him. Um, I've seen some of them, but Michael Gambon passed away. So uh, rest in peace. Kind of sad. My, fit, my the funniest Dumbledore scene is if you read the book in the Goblet of Fire, it's like Dumbledore calmly asks. Harry, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? In the movie, it's like Michael Gambon like grabs Harry by, Harry, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? <laughs> not, not calmly. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's funny because like people like put the video up and like they'll put a picture of the, like, the line from the book. Dumbledore calmly asks, and then they'll show the video. And he's like, Did you put your name in the Did you do it? And he's shaking him. It's just funny. Um, people like to debate which Dumbledore they liked better. I don't, I don't know. It's hard to say since the one did six movies and the one did two. It's hard to pick, but yeah, especially since how different the first movie is to the last movie. Like it's very like happy, like child movie, like mm-hmm. not ch- kids movie. Kids can yeah. watch that first one. That last one's dark. Can't do it. Oh, the last ones get dark. The books get dark too, but I mean, the books are written for kids to read as they grow up. So like, right, it makes sense for them to be a little more adulty by the time. Yeah. They get to the end, but I've been meaning to go back and rewatch them. Like me and my house talk about, like you know, just like you and Colby always do, make fun of me for not watching any movies growing up. So I think that Lord of the Rings. There's something else that we were all talking about yesterday. Yeah, you got to watch the Harry Potter movies. You got to get caught up for HBO ruins them with this TV show. That's fair. All right, uh, women's tennis. They're gonna yep. play. They're playing right now, right? Giannis playing today. Yep. No. Uh, so tomorrow. Yeah. First off is the team 
minus Yana, and we'll get to that in just a second. They are playing at the UCA Fall Tournament. Um, it's, it's a really good field, so they'll host or they'll play UCA, Southeastern Louisiana, Northwestern State, Missouri State, and North Texas. It's a really good tournament field when it comes to women's tennis. Um, you want to go out there, you want to pick up wins. Um, I haven't seen exactly the tournament layout, but I'm assuming, uh, just knowing how the UCA tournaments go in the past, you know, you'll be match. It, it's kind of like the ITAs. You'll be matched up with somebody against UCA. You beat that, you're probably playing somebody that's likely from like a Missouri State because they're a pretty good tennis program. And uh, so you want to go out there. You want to have similar showings to what you did at your home tournament this past weekend. Um, you know, you want Denise to continue to show that she's one of the best players in the ASAN. Uh, Yuha Chang, who's had a really good fall, you want her to come out there. Uh, Azia, I mean, you want to go out there, you want to pick up wins and singles, you want to help solidify your doubles lineups a little bit more and go out there and beat some players from, from some pretty good uh, women's tennis programs. But Central Arkansas is becoming our rival and everything, aren't they? They really are. I think it's them and EKU. Exactly. Because it, it's funny. So um, when. I don't think it's Lipscomb. I just don't think it is. No. I it's, think it's weird because they're the closest. Yeah. I just don't think it is, though. Maybe for certain sports. Like, I think for men's basketball, when it comes to ASUN teams, I think our two biggest rivals are EKU and Lipscomb. I think that's kind of the vibe that I've gotten from Coach Gibb. Um, but, like, you know, football, I'd say probably UCA. And so, yeah, EKU and UCA, yeah. not, even, not even that close. But, no, it's kind of funny. So, yesterday during the soccer match, I was texting uh, UCA's SID, Ryan. And, um, you know, we were talking about the, the broadcast and stuff like that. And he wanted to check a goal scorer or something like that. And he was like, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, we're hosting y'all in tennis this week. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, yeah, happens in about every sport. Because I think, I mean, even, you know, I think cross country's even gone against Central Arkansas a couple times. And that was a dynamite drop-in. What? The, the we're hosting you in tennis. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I thought there was going to be a lot more to that story with the build-up. Oh, sorry. Just, nope, we're going to no, host you no in tennis. And be like, yeah, you are, and your team's about to get swept. But, no, so um, so the team, while the rest of the teams in Central or in Conway, uh, Yana Leader will be at the ITA Women's Tennis All-American Championship. She is the second player in program history to represent the governors at that event. Um Flat out, those are the best players in the country. Um, Yana will be playing singles, of course. Um, first up, she's got a girl from Arizona State who was really good in the Pac-12 last season. Um, you're guaranteed two matches at that. So she's in the main draw round of 128. You win that, you go to 64, of course. You drop it, you go, you're going to go to Consolations. Um, Yana, she's a three-time first-team all-conference selection. She was the OVC Freshman of the Year during a redshirt freshman season. Um, it's a really good showing for her to have, one, qualified for it, and two, you just want to see how she does. I think, you know, she's played really well against some good Power 5 teams that this program's faced. Um, you know, say the NCAA tournament a few years ago, she played well against the, girl from, the girls from Georgia. Um, in the past couple of years, she's played really well against girls from Louisville, Kentucky, um, teams like that. So let's go out there. Let's pick up a couple wins. Let's uh, – and – yeah, see how that goes. To the cross-country course? To the cross-country course. The Austin men's and women's cross-country teams are going to run for the third time this season. Saturday morning? Saturday morning. Uh, the 22nd annual Live and Lou Classic, hosted by the Louisville Sports Commission at Tom Sawyer Park. It's the University of Louisville's meet. The Cardinals, so the Govs are going to get up there and run against some 
I imagine some ACC competition. Let's see if they've got the stats started yet, yeah. so we can tell them I mean, in this race. This is one of the biggest races in the country that week. Um, there are over a hundred cross country teams racing. Oh boy! Yeah, um, no, there's a lot of people here. Yeah. So the men will run at noon, followed by the women at 12:45. Um, oh, they've got three different tiers of. Yeah, you got your like A, B, and C. Yeah, gold, blue, and silver. Yeah. So the Govs are going to run in the... I think it's blue? In the silver. We're running silver. the silver meet. So silver meet at noon and 12.45 on Saturday. Yeah. yeah, and that's not one of those races you just want to go. You want to compete against some of the best teams in the country. Um, Ashley Doyle for the women's side has played really well. Shout out to Science Hill High School. Shout out to Science Hill High School. Um, she's played well. You've had a lot of other good runners. Um, you know, Season's young, but you've had players like Mary Kate French, Savannah Fruth, Shay Foster, all post PRs, multiple, like, you know, in back to back meets and stuff like that. They just continue to get better each uh, race. On the men's side, you've got Jackson Fowler, a uh, freshman who's been uh, playing pretty well. Guys like Jack Strader, uh, Ryan Coley. They've Luke. only got one race left after this one before the A Sun Cross Country Championship. Yeah. So you want to go into this one, set a couple PRs, set yourself up for a good A Sun Championship field, and let's do it. Run fast. Run fast. Run like the wind. Fly like the wind, bullseye. <laughs> um, soccer's this week. Yep. So soccer ends a two-match homestand. It is senior day against North Alabama at 1 p.m. Senior day festivities will start at 1245, where we will represent our five seniors. Name them. Go. All right. Hannah Wilson, Annabelle Anderson, Emma Dalton, Tori Case and Chloe Murphy. So good job, thank you. Um, it's a good senior class. Tori Case, Captain Case, um, been here, played in a lot of matches, played a lot of minutes. Um, you got players like you know Annabelle Anderson, who's kind of been the heartbeat of this team since she got here from VCU last year. Um, it's gonna be good. They all of them have a lot of family coming in. Um, one of the assistant coaches just sent me the list of family, and I'm like. Yeah, we're gonna, a lot of family members in attendance. Um, it's a North Alabama team that we beat them 3-1 last year in Florence uh, as our first A-Sun win. North Alabama's an improved team this year. They've got one really good goal scorer. They've got, show, or, um, they've got also another really good defender. And um, it should, it, it, on paper, it should be a very good match. It's a match that you want to go in, you want to win uh, before you have your second road trip or second Florida road trip of the season beginning on Thursday against Florida Gulf Coast, who we know is going to be a good team. Uh, we played them to a scoreless draw last year, so hopefully we can go out and pick up a positive result against them. Got a little Saturday night volleyball in the Dunn Center, too. Yeah, we do. 6 p.m. Saturday night, Winfield Dunn Center against the Dolphins, the Dolphins of Jacksonville, mm -hmm. not of Miami. Not of Miami, the Dolphins of Jacksonville. Not the ones that score 70 points on the Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> what a game that was, first oh, of all. Oh, boy. But, no, so Jacksonville, just looking at that, it's one of those that you go in expecting to win. I mean, okay. of course, you never want to mark it down. That's a Jacksonville team that I believe is 3-12 and 12 on the season. Not great. Not great. You want to go – but at the same time, you know, if you're somebody on the team, of course, you don't want to look at them as somebody like that. But I think our service – we will. I mean, we will. That's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you meant, like, our team will. I'm like, I hope not. No, like me and, <laughs> like me and you. 
Oh, boy. But um, I think our service has gotten improved this year. I think the outsides are going to look good. Uh, Maggie Keenan is a great blocker in the middle. Um, you want to go out there, you want to pick up a win. They're going to be going down. Or so After that, you know, they've got two matches in the done. But um, go out there and pick up your second win of ace on play. Just, yeah, defend the done. Defend the done. Uh, football team on the road against the Ohio Valley Conference team. Yep. Uh, Lindenwood. Cubs are playing Lindenwood on Saturday, 1 o'clock, Hunter Stadium, St. Charles, Missouri. I'll be there. How about you? Uh, Lindenwood is 2-2 two and two this year. So are the Guffs. Lindenwood's got a win against Western Illinois, who's a bottom-tier team in the Missouri Valley Football Conference in Division Three, Wisconsin-Stevens Point. They lost to SEMO, and they lost to Illinois State last week. Uh, Govs are 2-2, two and two, but they're on a two-game winning streak after a 60-point win against UTSU and the win at Stephen Faustin last week. First ever meeting between the Govs and Lindenwood. Lindenwood joined the Division One FCS level before 2022 season. Uh, they're in the OVC, which is the OVC Big South this year. Lindenwood is 5-1 and one at home since transitioning to the FCS level, although I think like three of those wins are against non-D1s. Mm-hmm. Uh, their biggest win was beating SEMO at home last year. Didn't they also beat Central Arkansas? Yeah, that was on the road, so even more oh, impressive. I, got you. Uh, I, I I don't know what to tell you about this Lindenwood team. I, I don't – they put up a lot of yards. Yeah. They also, but they also give up just as many. They give up 410 and 35 points a game in their four games this year. However, when you take the D3 school out of that, they give up 496 and 44. Yeah. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of yards and a lot of points. Uh, but – in return, their quarterback, Cole Duggar, leads the Big South OVC with 11 touchdowns, total touchdowns, and he's second in passing yards and passing touchdowns. So I don't really know what to, what to make of Lindenwood. Because, um, I mean, they beat Central Arkansas on the road last year who beat us at their place. So it's weird. It's mm-hmm. a weird team. I, I feel like it could get shootouty. I don't think our defense lets it get shootouty. Yeah. But I think our offense – can score on them. I'll take Austin P. I've got a number. 48 to 13. 63-10. 63-10, 48-13. Mark it down. Uh, Govs are, PCAS says the Govs win big in St. Charles. Austin P's won his last four against OVC teams. Uh, three of those are league games. One of those is a 52-17 win against Murray State last season. Um like I said, Lindenwood's a weird team to look at because you don't really know. Austin Peay's never lost to an FCS team in the first meeting in program history with Scotty Walden coaching. 4-0. They're, so they're 4-2 overall in first ever meetings. So first time they've ever played a team in program history, not the first time Scotty's ever coached a team. Mm-hmm. So they beat Mississippi Valley State, Alabama A&M, and Kennesaw last year. They beat Steve F. Austin last week. Their only two losses, the first time <laughs> opponents under Scotty Walden, are Ole Miss and Alabama. So, take that as you will. Probably well, doesn't mean anything, but... Yeah, you know. I think there could be a lot of points for the Govs this week. I think there and, will be uh, too. I hope there are. Me too. Me too. Anyways, you got anything else? I don't think so. He doesn't think so. Dr. Christopher McGregor, Matthew Kilpatrick, Charlie Hudsmith, Trey Price. They've got all the community service opportunities for you student-athletes. It's about ghost candy drive time. Is that Good. not right? That sounds yep. right. Uh, Govs Cup. Get those points. Get out mm-hmm. there Saturday night. Watch some volleyball. Get out there Sunday. Watch some soccer. I think that's all you can watch in the next, like, four days. But 
Yeah. Golf. Go watch some oh, golf on go. Monday. Monday. We didn't even talk about that. That's what we forgot. The Austin <laughs> men's golf team hosts the APSU Intercollegiate <laughs> Monday at Clarksville Country Club. Uh, the women just won there. The men are going to host it there. They're going to change the format a little. We're going to play 36 holes on Monday. We're going to call it after that. You're going to play six in the lineup. You're going to count four scores. Well, it's the home tournament. The Govs have ten on the team, so we're going to play six and eight, eight on the A team, count four scores, and we're going to put the B team out there and just let those guys shoot it out and see what happens. There you go. Uh, course played really well last week. It was in good shape. The Clarksville Country Club got some flack last year for not being in the best shape. Uh, it's bounced back. It's going to be a good tournament. Uh, get out there and watch the guys play some golf. Uh, they're a lot of fun to watch. They hit it a long way. Mm-hmm. I wish I hit it that far, but uh, Reese Britt got sick in the last tournament. Didn't have a great outing. I expect him to bounce back big. Seth Smith's been good all year. Jacob Falsch College rounding into form. After that, I'm not sure who the rest of the lineup is at this point, but uh, get out there and watch some golf. Get those Govs Cup points. I know that's mm-hmm. a Govs Cup game. You're gonna come watch some golf, aren't you? Probably. Yeah, you didn't come last week. I didn't. Sorry, I was busy with very <laughs> a rude. lot of very rude of you. I was uh, just holding it down back at the office. Very rude. Very rude. Anywho, Alex, how do people follow us on Twitter, X, Facebook, and Instagram? Follow us on X and Instagram at Let's Go P. You're on Facebook at Austin P. Governors. Uh, shout out to Maddie, Bree, and Lexi for all the photo, video, graphics, and just everything that they've been doing lately. Uh, shout out to Robin. She came out to men's basketball practice the other day and uh, just come and hang out, see how the team was doing, and you know, saw FNM Bank Arena and She'll be she'll be back here pretty soon. She will be back soon. Can't wait to have Robin back in the office. In the meantime, let's go be out confidential news, stories, information. Cody Bush, Alex Howard, Camille Blaylock, Chris Austin, Knox Reeves, sometimes, and myself. Uh, we've got everything you need right there at let's go p.com. You know what else you can get at let's go p.com? You click on that little link that says buy tickets, well, and you go to let's go p.com backslash buy tickets. And what can you buy, Alex? Tickets? Yes, but tell us about the basketball tickets. So, uh, men's basketball. Men's and women's basketball, it's right around the corner. I mean, we are a month away from the men starting their season with a November 1 exhibition against Tennessee Tech. Both teams will officially begin their 23-24 campaigns on November 6. The women will host Trebekah. The men will host Life. I mean, it's right around the corner. So go out there. You're going to want to get those tickets. Um, see the new FNM Bank Arena. See these two teams. Uh, I can't speak for the women's basketball team too much because I haven't been able to make it to any of their practices. But this men's basketball team, they're fired up. I fired mean, up. They, they are in – I mean, you look at these practices and you think they're in midseason form. Like, you'd think that they're preparing for an ASUN championship, which, in a way, they are. But it's going to be a lot of fun. Come watch Coach Gip, Coach Britt's teams. Get those tickets. In the meantime, football tickets are still on sale. You can still get season tickets. You only miss one game, so why not? Mm-hmm. Single-game tickets are also on sale. Let's go p.com backslash buy tickets. Go to our new Ticketmaster website. We're all digital. Yep. All digital. So that's uh, that's how you get the hottest seats in town. Mm-hmm. You can find uh, the PCAST on iTunes, Spotify, directly on the website. Let's go p.com backslash podcast. Give us a rating review on the podcast, Alex. Five stars. Five stars. Want to suggest a guest for us to a local on-campus event we should shout out? Tell us uh, what your thoughts are on candy corn, because we've been crushing it in this oh, office. Oh, I love candy corn. We've been crushing the candy corn in this office. Tweet us. I'm C underscore Craig 19. He's Alex Howard underscore APSU. Shout out Jason McDonald. Shout out to Bud Jenkins. Whatever the opposite of a shout out is to Zach Johnson. We'll talk to you next week. So long, everybody. <laughs>